Welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. We pray that this may be a blessing to you, and God's Word would dwell richly within your heart. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, December 6th, the Church gives thanks to God for and, for and remembers St. Nicholas of Myra. Some of the most famous stories associated with him are those which surround generosity and giving to the poor. It is said that when his parents died, rather than using the inheritance for himself, he dispersed it to the poor. A particularly famous account and the origin of the stockings and gifts in stockings tells of how he had heard that a man who had three daughters could not afford dowries for them. And so, according to the culture at that time, they would not get married and in order to support themselves would most likely need to turn to prostitution. In order to help them, Nicholas threw in a sack of gold through the window at night to pay for the dowry of the first daughter. Once her marriage was arranged, he did the same the next night and the next for the other two daughters. He cared for the poor because he knew God had freely given him salvation through Jesus Christ, and so he sought to freely give in return. This evening, as we meditate on the Magnificat, Mary's song, which she sang in response to Elizabeth's greeting, I want to look at two things that stand out. God's concern for the poor, the lowly, and the despised, and God's remembrance of his mercy. It's important to note that as we look at the Blessed Virgin Mary prior to the Annunciation, we see no indication of anything remarkable about her that would make her stand out. There is nothing that indicates that she was rich, that she was of great influence, or from a family of great influence. She was descended from the line of David, but so were many others, and that itself did not come with wealth and influence. In fact, I myself, and probably the majority of you as well, are all descended from King Charles the Great of France, or Charlemagne. That doesn't come with a great inheritance and riches, wealth, and fame, however. And we see this poverty of Mary for a fact when she goes to the temple to be purified and present her firstborn son, Jesus, before the Lord according to the law. Rather than bringing an offering of a lamb, a kid, or a calf, she brings two turtle doves, the least expensive offering that was reserved for the poor. And in the Magnificat, she sings, He, God, has regarded the lowly estate of his maidservant. She herself was humble in the world. No one would look at her in Nazareth of Galilee, of all places, and say, She will be the mother of a king, and not only a king, but a mother of the king of kings. In her poverty and low estate, she was not bitter or jealous, but content, having a strong faith in the Lord. We see this from the angel's greeting as well as by her response of faith. And while the world would pass her by, the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks 
of the heart. Yet even then, it was not as if Mary had done anything spectacular beyond all other descendants of David that she was chosen. She did not do anything to merit this. No, she too was a fallen daughter of Eve, a sinner like all mankind. When the angel said that she was highly favored and blessed among women, she was troubled by the greeting, not able to see this in herself. But God, out of his grace, had chosen her to be the mother of his son and granted her this great and unique blessing. In the Collect of the Day for the Visitation, written by Martin Luther, we see this beautifully and clearly as it says, Almighty God, you chose the Virgin Mary to be the mother of your son and made known through her your gracious regard for the poor and lowly and despised. And this is found also throughout Mary's song. When we look at her song, as well as Hannah's, which closely matches it, we see the theme of God's care and concern for the poor and lowly and despised. Saying, he has shown strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Those who boast of their own strength, be it spiritual, physical, or material, find that their strength cannot compare to God. And those who take pride in themselves, whose mouths speak arrogance, find their plans in the end come to nothing, as God scatters them like chaff before the wind. But the humble and the weak, who recognize their weakness and the deceptiveness of riches and worldly power, flee to God to find their strength. Flee to him as their rock and fortress, and they find that he indeed is merciful. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly, says Mary. And Hannah adds, The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and the beggar from the ash heap to sit them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. Those who seek might in themselves or in their riches or their friends and family and their allies, those who seek influence and recognition in the world will find that while the world and many others might have lauded them, praised them, and fawned over them, God is not impressed by them. For they don't trust in him but in others, and they don't seek him, but instead their own fame. But the lowly who trust in him, he lifts up. He sees their struggle, he collects their tears in his bottle. He knows their faith, and he will bring them up from the grave and exalt them in the resurrection to life eternal. He will make them rich with the righteousness of Christ and the blessings which he has prepared for them. He will take those who are now spiritual beggars and poor, who possess no righteousness of their own, and set them among the heavenly princes, the angels. He will set them even at his own kingly table and make them inherit the kingdom of God. For through faith in Christ, he has made them sons and heirs. Yes, as Hannah said, those who are full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. And as Mary says prophetically, he has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. Those who possess riches and rely on them, 
those who consider themselves spiritually rich, abounding in righteousness and good works, which God must reward, who have labored to the best of their ability and think that God must favor them because of what they have done, will find that they have always been feeble, and that God will send them away empty because they have filled themselves with deceptive things, with false righteousness and false works. They have gorged themselves on vanity and emptiness and rejected what God has offered. But those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who seek righteousness not in themselves, nor in their works, nor in their strivings and labors, but in God alone, will be filled with good things and cease to hunger. For God will feed them with the bread of life, with Jesus Christ himself, the bread of life from heaven, whose righteousness satisfies all who come to him in faith. For he said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. This is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Yes, he will raise them up to eternal life, to the wedding feast in the kingdom which has no end. This is not for those that are self-secure, self-satisfied, and self-righteous, but for those who in humility come to him as beggars in faith, hungry for righteousness. Yes, God remembers his people. Even though it may now seem that they have been forgotten, God remembers his people. He will guard the feet of his saints. He has mercy on those who fear him. He shelters those who trust in him, both now and in the life to come. And just as he remembers his people, he remembers the promises which he made to them. As Mary sings, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Yes, God has always remembered the promise he made to Abraham and his descendants. He has always had in mind how he would fulfill his covenant with him. After the testing of Abraham, the Lord spoke to him, saying, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars in heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. The ultimate fulfillment of this was on the horizon when the Virgin Mary sang her song while pregnant with the incarnate Son. For God did not withhold his Son, his only Son, but gave him up to death that we might not die eternally, but live. In the sacrifice of Isaac, the death of Jesus is displayed in almost every aspect. Like Isaac bringing the wood for the sacrifice up the mountain, Jesus bears the wood of the cross up the hill of Golgotha. Isaac is called Abraham's only son, and Jesus is the only begotten son of the Father. Yes, he is the promised seed of Abraham, in whom all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. He is even pictured in the ram caught in the thicket. For crowned with thorns, he takes our place that we might live, just as the ram took the place of Isaac. In his death, the Lord has provided... For he has provided us with the means of salvation. 
He's provided us with a sacrifice for sins that we might be reconciled to him by faith in Christ. And so all who have faith in Jesus, the promised son of Abraham, who trust in him like Abraham, are credited with righteousness. That is to say, are justified by faith, just as Abraham was. All who have this faith of Abraham are thus made his children, and so his descendants number as the stars of heaven and the sand of the seashore. For, as St. Paul wrote to the Galatians, Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed as believing Abraham. God has indeed helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, for the true Israel is not the Israel according to the flesh, but the Israel of faith, which is made up both of Jew and of Gentile alike, who trust in Christ and have been made members of him through holy baptism. Yes, through poor and lowly means, God has brought about our salvation. Through the humble and weak, he has shown strength and fulfilled his promise to Abraham. Through a poor and lowly virgin, the son of the Most High, the King of Kings, was born not in a palace surrounded by admirers, but in a place for keeping animals surrounded by shepherds. In him, we who are spiritually poor, lowly, and despised are made rich, exalted, and honored through his grace. Thus, we who have received such gracious and invaluable gifts should likewise care for, regard, and give to the well-being of the poor, the lowly, and the despised of this world. For so he has done freely for us. May God grant that we never give way to pride and arrogance, but instead humble ourselves before him, whose weakness is greater than the strength of men, that he might exalt us at the proper time. And may he keep us steadfast in the true faith, so that trusting in him alone for our salvation, we may, by his grace, join the Blessed Virgin Mary, Elizabeth, Hannah, Nicholas, and all the saints in praising and magnifying God our Savior forever, through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ our Lord, who was and is and is to come. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for joining us. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you always. Amen. <laughs>